0: Our passion didn't start with a mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness and all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to The Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits the systems and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on your tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of people and truly the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence by identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with the other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. I'm Dr. Kelly Tanner, and today I have with me a brush with bread, Bread. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi, Dr. Kelly. Thank you so much for having
0: me on. Yeah, it's it was so funny because I've been trying to, um, we've been trying to sync up uh, schedules for a little bit. And I finally saw her at RDH under one roof. She had just won her Sunstar Award of Distinction. And we were at a Curaprox get together after. And I was like, finally, hey, I get to meet you in person. So um, such an honor to have you on. And thank you for taking time to be with our listeners and all of your fan base.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm super excited to be here and excited to see how you interview and what you ask me. I don't even know what's coming, so I'm excited.
0: I know. This is the fun part. Okay, so the first question I always start with is, why dental hygiene? Like, How did it find you? Just why?
1: So for me, I do like to take it all the way back to high school um, because that's really where I remember my like educational journey, and I honestly just was not a good student in high school, didn't care, um, and was very unmotivated and did not have dedication. And I ended up stumbling upon dental assisting, um, became a dental assistant, and ultimately wasn't satisfied with the income I was bringing in. I was still living with my parents, and I wanted to live on my own and be financially independent. So I started researching what degrees could you get through community college um, that are high-paying jobs. And from then... I saw that dental hygiene was actually on that list. And I was like, okay, well, I'm already a dental assistant. Maybe that's something I can do. Um, And I was between being a dental hygienist and uh, nursing. But ultimately, I didn't have a passion yet for prevention, oral hygiene, um, or anything like that, I was really just looking to become financially stable. Um, so I I picked dental hygiene. And then once I actually got into the dental hygiene program, I found that I really loved it and I enjoyed it. Um, and I did start a little bit later. I, I started the dental hygiene program at age 26 and became a dental hygienist at 28. Um, but by that time, I had just really changed as a person and as a student and... Um, Ultimately, ended up having an associate's degree and bachelor's degree in dental hygiene, and so um, it just goes to show you that you know who you are as a student in high school may not be who you are when you get a passion for something. Yeah, it's it's so
0: true because so much growth happens in that time with us. Of um, we we learn who we are, and I think that as I know that personally as I've continued out through my life. I still continue. I'm learning to grow into who I am. I'm sure you probably feel the same way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it just continues to keep going. Like I remember thinking dental hygiene was going to be it like my associate's degree. And that was that was it. But now you know, I'm thinking about a master's degree and you know, expanding my education even further. So now I just see it more as like a journey rather than like a, a stop and like ending somewhere.
0: Oh I love that. So you started out you got you earned your associates then you went back to get get your bachelor's. What made you what helped you make that choice to go to your to your baccalaureate level?
1: When I was in dental hygiene school there were a few professors that put the bug in my ear to do that. They just said, you know, most likely in the future that will become the the standard of um, getting your license as a dental hygienist. So if you can do it now, do it. Um, and I graduated with my associates in 2020. So I had a, a, a length of time where I was just kind of waiting to finish um, the dental hygiene program because of COVID. Um, so I, I just prepared myself. So while I was getting my associates, I took my prereqs for that bachelor's program at the same time um, so that I could hop right into it. So... I graduated with my associates, and then I hopped right into the bachelor um, completion program, and and got my bachelor's a year after uh, receiving my associate.
0: That was a different experience, wasn't it, than being in your associates program? <laughs> Tell us about that.
1: About how
0: different, because I try to explain it to students that associates and then going to do your bachelor completion, or we, we we define it differently in different states, but it's then going back to earn your bachelor's. Tell us about how what you liked, maybe what you would have done differently.
1: My associate's degree was much harder than my bachelor's degree by far. Um, My bachelor's degree was an online program. I was able to complete that while I was working as a full-time brand new dental hygienist. Um, And there wasn't like a clinical aspect to it. Um, That's what I had in my associate's program. So I feel like I really enjoy the hands-on part of um, when you are going through that clinical process of getting your degree. Um, So I did miss that. And overall, I'm so glad that I did my bachelor's just because it's like I did it right out of the gate. Um, I was able to... I was still in that school mode. Um, So I just went straight into it and I was able to do it while I was working. So... Ultimately, I'm really happy that I did it, um, but my associate's degree was definitely much harder than my bachelor's degree.
0: So, do you feel like that? What do you? What kind of advantage or how did it improve you as a as a dental hygienist to go back to get your bachelor's? And you may not know the answer to that yet, but how do you feel like it improved what you were doing or you as a
1: person? As a clinical hygienist, it didn't change. Anything. I didn't get a pay raise. None of that. But since I work with oral healthcare brands, and I have started venturing into speaking, that is something that companies have asked me. Do you have your bachelor's degree? Um, I'm already coming up on my three year mark of being a hygienist, and I'm already thinking about the option of becoming a clinical instructor. So, although I may not be Like reaping the benefits of it financially yet, I feel that it's opened more doors for me in other ways that aren't clinical. And that was the whole reason why I got it. Um, And I also feel that it's allowed me to think about the option of getting a master's degree or continuing my education in another way. Um, and I also think there are parts of the program that were challenging that I had to do with like the capstone and things like that. And, and I liked that it, it still kept me um, challenged in that way.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, there is. I try to describe that to students and to other to other folks when I went to go get my bachelor's, even to my master's. And it's just a it's trying to describe that process to someone else. Well, for each person, it's unique. It depends on what your life is like. It depends on what you want out of it. But then even with you thinking about going to get your master's, is there something that you're feeling like that's inside of you that that you want to go do? I just heard that you may have interest in going back to teach clinically. Do you want to go into education, do you think? or Not that you, again, not that you have to have an answer, but what's your nudge telling you?
1: You know, since I did just start venturing into speaking, I'm still feeling if that is a calling for me. Um, but I do find that like when I get the opportunity to speak with students and to answer their questions, that it's very fulfilling for me to be able to help someone or guide them. Um, I do, I do think that that will just be teaching will be something that I do part time or, you know, I like to be able to have all these different options going. And I do think that that's, that's going to be part of it, whether that's, you know, part-time one day a week or, doing it in some other way. I'm not really sure yet.
0: Right. Well, that I mean, I think that it gives you more flexibility in the options that you have to the more, not that you don't have it without the education, but you, I think any of us don't know what they could be. And so there's always sort of an imaginary question mark in the back of your mind of what could those options look like? If I did have it. And that's probably what that's what I hear you saying also, too, when you went back to complete your bachelor's degree, that people started asking you now, do you have your bachelor's? Do you have your bachelor's? And you could say, yes, I do.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. And I, I didn't feel like it was. um Something I didn't know if if I would be asked that, you know, and now I'm so glad that I have it. Um, and I, I do think, too, that it's worth doing your research. There's a lot of um, students I hear say it's so expensive, but there are options out there that are affordable. Um, like going, I went through a community college to get both my associates and my bachelor's degree. And, and both of them were um, affordable. And so I just feel like there are different different uh, avenues to look into. It's not just one option when getting your bachelor's.
0: Yeah, because I, I know that the ADHA has been pressing for this for a long time for it to be the standard of education for our profession. So I think that there may be more of a nudge in that direction, especially with some of the... Um, some of the scope of practices in some states, changing the, the emphasis on what we're doing by other healthcare providers as the primary care provider, as the dental hygienist. It's just, it's no telling what the world is going to end up looking like in our profession. So it's an exciting time, I think, to be able to explore that. And you're ready. You're ready if you have the degrees to emerge to whatever it's going to take to be able to step into that.
1: Oh, we go through these two-year prereqs and then two years of a dental hygiene program. I feel like it it, it does, it, it's worth a, a bachelor's degree. It really is. You go through those four years and you get an associate's degree. And I hope that more programs become accredited as bachelor, bachelor degrees.
0: Yeah. And so now let's shift from your education to the whole birth of Brush with Brit. How did all of that go? Like, how does a person go from clinical hygienist to brush with Brit to award of distinction? Tell us that story.
1: So, in 2020, uh, when I graduated, you know, like I said, there was that time where I was just kind of waiting to be able to finish the clinical part of the program because the program got shut down. And while I was going through dental hygiene school, I really searched online for somebody to find inspiration or motivation from. And at the time, TikTok and Reels weren't even out yet. Um, But there were a couple people, a couple hygienists who had pages, but it still wasn't what I was looking for and what I needed. So I decided that I was going to become what I was looking for. And I started creating in October of 2020, just sharing Um, my journey and how to become a dental hygienist and just increments of that. And then from there, it just continued to grow. And Reels came out and I was like, oh, this is fun. I didn't even know that I had a creative side um, before starting all of this. And so I started creating Reels and those started to take off. And um, I, I got a lot of questions from students. And that was my main thing was that I just wanted to help somebody who was going through the same struggles I was and was just looking for a wonderful profession that you can get a degree through community college. That's all I was looking to do or hoping to do. And um, it just continued to grow. So I just kept it going. And from there, I got TikTok and I started the podcast and it just continued to do all these different things that hygiene brings. And I've been um, blessed to be around... Amazing hygienists that have supported me and guided me to do other things like writing and speaking, um, all types of things. And I just try them all. I'd give them all a go, and um, that's ultimately how Rush with Brit started.
0: And I think you said something there that is can be kind of it can be scary and hold a lot of people back. You said, "I just figured I would just give it a go." you had no idea what you were doing when you were doing it right i mean i mean I'm not, i mean that with the utmost respect but that's a lot of what we do in life is we're going okay let's just do this is that how you felt
1: yeah absolutely you know there's i mean now there are courses on how to do it or what to do but i feel like every platform is so unique and so different that there is room for everyone to be on there if they want to be and be unique in their own way, um, it's actually taught me a lot, a lot of things. Not just navigating being a content creator, but I've I've dealt with a lot of things too. You know, it's not just all positivity um, all the time, and so you really learn how to handle situations. And I just feel like ultimately it, it has helped me grow as a person.
0: So when you say handle situations, are they situations that? you talk about on your channel that happened in private practice that you're bringing light to that you're saying, okay, have you guys dealt with this? Are you talking about those kinds of kinds of situations as well?
1: Yeah, it could be. It could be something that you deal with on a daily basis as a, as a clinical hygienist, but it can also be navigating negative comments or getting DMs or, um, you know, just, dealing with the negativity of what comes with the social media and having such a big platform.
0: Yeah. It's um, it, it's quite an iterative process as a person to navigate it because it can, you, you start off small. And then once things start to take off, it's, Whoa, what am I, what do I do with this DM? What do I, how do I respond to that? And so to get your own sea legs out, you know, get them, get them, firm underneath of you to say, okay, this is how I'm going to deal with this. And do you, I know you have a lot of fan base. Have you experienced, I hear people talk about it all the time, not with you, but just in general, you have the haters, you have the people who are just saying, what are you talking about? Do, do you ever get any of that negativity as well?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, happened to me and I... You know, I've dealt. I've dealt with different situations differently, depending on how it goes. But when it first happened, it really used to bother me, and it would like keep me up at night. It didn't matter if I had a thousand positive comments. That one comment that talked about how big my feet are or something like just would eat up at me. Um, But since it's been like almost three years now. I've really learned that um, I need to pay more attention to the positive comments. And sometimes too, it it does teach you something like there could be something that you create about and you didn't realize there was, it was coming off the wrong way or something like that. So it really gives you a different perspective. Um, But I feel like I've truly learned to just brush it off and leave it there. (laughs) for the most part.
0: Yeah. So you learn that, that it's not always about you too. I think sometimes it's about other people and they can be projecting some of their stuff on us. And we, we can learn to say, okay, I'm taking, I'm taking that on, or I'm not going to take that on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like when, when there is somebody who is thinking about becoming a content creator, you do have to take that into consideration because It does come with it. Um, You know, going viral is cool. It's cool for a moment until you start getting more of the people outside of your audience and people who don't know you and can just say whatever they want. And you have to be ready for that. How many times have you gone viral? You know, honestly, I don't even know what is considered viral. <laughs> I'm like, at what point, at what like how many views? I don't even know. I mean, honestly, it's it's happened it's happened a good amount of times. But yeah, I just don't even know what that gauge is.
0: Yeah, my 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 thirteen year old could probably tell us it's
1: you know, it's <laughs> upwards
0: of however many likes I'm going, where do you get these metrics from? Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know if you knew so um, but how would you go from where you were to where you are in terms of social media what would be some words of advice of what it takes within you to do what you did or if you said okay Kelly I know that you want to do what I did you want to do exactly what I did here's what you should probably do like, name maybe top three things that have words of advice that you would give to someone if you had to do it over again.
1: I think the thing that drives me the most is my mission and what I want to be able to achieve through having a platform like this. So, that's really where it started. Um, and I think that if somebody is able to identify their mission and why they're doing it and following that, it will lead to having a successful platform. And number two, I would say, try to be as authentic as you can. What I've learned from social media in dentistry is that it doesn't end on social media. We go to dental conferences, we meet each other in person. There are true relationships that are built through dentistry and it's not just on social media. So you have to be able to translate your personality, not just through the camera on Instagram and TikTok when you want to expand your career in all the different avenues that are available. Um, so following your mission, being authentic, and um, being trying to be consistent. Um, it's very hard to have a successful platform if you're only showing up every now and then and not really dedicating enough time to it. And and that's challenging, you know. I've I've been doing this for three years now, and it's not something I always get paid for. You know, I've been there. I would say I didn't start getting paid until like over a year and a half of creating. Um, so it's for me, it's not all about getting paid. Of course, that is a uh, a benefit to it, um, but that's not my goal with it. Um, so I think just knowing that you are going to have to put in the time and um, being consistent helps a lot.
0: Yeah, with the content that you're putting together too. I, I, I mean, I have this issue too. Sometimes being consistent, I'm, I'll think, "Oh, I need to do this. I forgot to do this yesterday." Do you have a regimen that you follow to remain consistent? Is there a reminder on your phone? Is there? How do you? How do you? consistently be consistent intentionally about posting?
1: I do take time to myself. You know, that's something that recently I've also um, just yesterday talked about on my platform too, because I haven't been um, that present the past couple of weeks because I've been dealing with a little bit of burnout um, in clinical hygiene. So it's just made it kind of challenging for me to show up on social media. So I do really try to go with how I feel. Um, I don't have a regimen. I don't have a schedule of how I do things. I just kind of go with my feeling. Um, but there are times where I'm not present. So I think it is important to you know still do your self-care, pay attention to how you're feeling. Um, But I do try to come on like a couple times a week at least. Or I used to um, be on on my like lunch breaks or after work in my car. I do a lot in my car because that's just kind of easy for me. Um, But yeah, you know, you do still want to pay attention to your mental health and and how you're feeling and you don't always have to show up. I still take vacations. I still disappear for a week on Instagram or something like that. Um, But yeah.
0: So you are not a machine.
1: <laughs> there, there is self-care yeah. in this. Yeah. Yes, there is. There is.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I was talking to a colleague uh, recently and they they admitted, they said, you know, sometimes I realize that I am not a robot and I have to say, no, I, I yes, I can do all that, but should, should I, should I create that type of regimen for myself? That's so so regimented and I I see all the people who show up consistently on on all the platforms and I'm going, how in the world? And obviously too, there's v, there's virtual assistants, we call them VAs and and all of that type of support that can certainly help you. But when it comes down to it, you're creating a lot of the brand content and it's gotta come from your head because no one else can do you <laughs> but you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I just didn't know if you had
0: any secrets, but your secret is, is that sometimes you have to step back and reflect, right?
1: Yeah. And you're right. You know, I don't, I don't have any um, assistant or help as of yet. Um, but that is a challenge to be on all these platforms in addition to working four days clinically. So it, it is a lot. Um, but, you know, like I said I do think that there is a lot of room for more people to be content creators because and be hygienists who are content creators because not there's I still don't think there's enough there are so many nurses who are content creators and we as a profession like we need more of that because we need more people understanding what we do
0: 100%. 100%. And that's one of the reasons why I created this show is so people could hear the stories and the encouragement and say, you know what, that person overcame that. And that's what they learned from it. Because when you're in the middle of the story and and creating your story, it not Instagram story, but in your life, it seem it can seem very hard and there's there. It doesn't seem like sometimes you're getting the encouragement that you need within yourself. And so sometimes you seek it outside of yourself and, the message is keep going. Take time to reflect. And that's cool. We take that time to pause. I mean, even Brush with Britt tells you that. And that's what that's what's working for you. And you know, you just won the award for distinction because you're clear on your mission. You're clear on why you show up when you show up and you're intentional about that. So I think that that message just by itself is it goes a long way.
1: Yeah, and I I think that there are so many perspectives and stories um and journeys to be shared. You know, my the way that I became a dental hygienist is one way, but there are so many other ways that people could relate to and learn from and grow from. Um so I just feel like if there's somebody who has the itch to create content, do it just do it. Like and you really have to get out of your own way and and think and stop thinking that, you know, oh, I can't do it because of x y and z. Um it's 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 really just your own self-doubt that's stopping you.
0: 100%. Well said, my friend. Now Brett is uh, so kind to um to play along with my request. I said, "What would happen if I actually was able to brush with Brett? So, I have my office toothbrush. This isn't my normal toothbrush. And she has a toothbrush that is obviously not her toothbrush. So, we are going, I, I get to you guys, not in our mouths, because she can't put that one in her mouth. We're going to brush with her. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to do bass technique? What are we doing? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Stillman's Technique. Show all <laughs> hey. Gotta get the tongue. Don't forget your tongue. You guys. Gotta get the tongue. Tongue health. Tongue health. And see your hygienist. <laughs> thank, yes. you for, thank you for entertaining me. I said, I want one of oh, And she said, I've never had that request before. So Obviously, thank you for coming. Here, let's get like a little I selfie right with our brushes. Like,
1: hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Britt, thank you so much for all the encouragement and you're sharing your stories with my listeners and how do people obviously your show notes have all the ways to get in touch with you is there any final words that you want to share with my my group of listeners obviously i want to encourage them to go to your podcast but any final words that you'd like to share
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel that if there is anybody out there who is looking for encouragement or guidance, you know, all of the there is so much available to you now that wasn't available when I was going through dental hygiene school. So take advantage of all the creators that are already there. Um, But also think about your own journey and how you can share that and how you can be unique and authentic in your own way and maybe how you can help other people. Um, I feel that there is so much room for dental hygiene to grow and for our profession to advance. And we can't do that alone. Um, and so all of us can work in collaboration with one another. It's it's not a competition. And I'm here to support anybody who wants to become a content creator and help advance uh, the profession of dental hygienist. Nice. High five, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you again. And to all of our listeners, um, please go visit uh, Brush with Britt. She's got a lot of great content out there. She works really hard to encourage and promote the profession and has her own story to tell. And if you don't mind, you know what I always ask is for you, my lovely listeners, to go over to Apple Podcast and give me a five-star, give the dental the dental handoff five, five stars on Apple because that's the one that matters. And then go over to YouTube, YouTube, like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. So, Britt, thanks again for being on and for all that you do. And I hope to see you again soon.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to recording again another time. Be
0: well, friends. Until then, we'll see you soon. Thanks for all that you do.